When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. Good evening. If you seem to sense an aura of cold dampness that permeates this room, attribute it not to either defective air conditioning or inclement indoor weather. It's simply because this is rather a special place with a special statuary and special paintings. It's the Riley and Kimmy Show. The Riley and Kimmy Show. And that's right. We have special paintings right here in the studio of the Riley and Kimmy Show. Just an example. Right to my right is a special drawing by none other than Space Ghost himself. That's right, George Lowe. Right next to me is... Jimmy! I got one name! Hi there, I am your host, Patrick Riley. Quite a good scene, isn't it? One man crazy, three very sane spectators. Yes, the sane ones are around me, behind me, two of them behind me on the fur bed, that is the fur kids, and to my left, she has it stamped on her left hand, says sane, she might be Sane, that's Kimmy, but she is a little strange. And we'll find out what new she's going to do on this episode of the Riley and Kimmy Show. Welcome to the studio, Kimmy. Thank you. Hello. Hello, and welcome to your favorite day of the week. Monday and Sunday is Kimmy's fun day. Actually, had a fun day with Kimmy over the weekend. I hope you had a fun weekend as well. Yeah. And uh, Kimmy uh, out and about with me, uh, picking up some retro items and just uh, having a great old time. And maybe one of the good reasons is we didn't see the uh, new movie that's out and about uh, that uh, some of you, you could really love or some really hate. Did you notice that? There's a new movie out. Yeah, there's that one movie, Kimmy. You were oh, wearing a certain yeah, yeah. Uh, certain uh, T-shirt one of the days, one of the weekend days we were out. And, you know, everybody go, hey, have you seen the new movie? And... Uh, you know, can we say no? And, you know, uh, you, which is kind of interesting. Some of the individuals we came across, uh, you wearing that shirt, they were like, oh, hey, cool thumbs up. But a lot of the individuals we uh, that are, uh, you know, that we know uh, were not happy uh, that they spent two hours and 40 some odd minutes in a certain film. Mm-hmm. Haven't seen it. And I, we decided, unless I, it's changed here, we decided to wait till it comes out on a certain streaming service. Yes. To to see that certain Film. If you liked it, hey, that's great. Um, if you didn't like it, sorry. Uh, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think we'll wait. Yeah, that one we we will wait on. And you don't have to wait to find out where the Riley and Kimmy show will be next. You can stay in tune. You can stay locked in. You can be first to know by being well, you know, locked in with us on social media. That's being a follower of us on our Facebook page, also other social media like Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. We'll keep you updated where we will be out and about. I can tell you this much really big event happening uh, about a month away that the Riley and Kimmy show will be part of. It is huge, right, Kimmy? Yes. And something I can, I mean, I am sworn to secrecy on, although I can say this. It is part of 2018. 
it is something extremely big mm-hmm. that the Riley and Kimmy show has been invited to. I mean, we're talking really huge, right? Yeah. It, it, can I say it's sci-fi, fantasy, kind of action-based? I guess so. That, that's safe, right? Mm-hmm. And it crosses multi-generations. Oh, yeah. And I can say it's multiple genres. Yeah. So I can give those clues, right? Uh-huh. Something that's been part of books, comic books, movies, TV shows, and cartoons. Sure. And, and toys. Yeah. Can't forget that. Toys, too. Mm-hmm. It's big. Yes. Real huge. But they said you can't talk about it, right? I can't right now. Uh, I'm kind of quieted, right? I, I'm not sure. Well, Kimmy will find out, and we will talk about it on an upcoming episode of the Riley and Kimmy Show. We'll first announce it on our Facebook page. You can find out first what this top secret thing is. That Well, at least it's top secret, at least the way I've been told it's kind of top secret. Uh, we'll reveal it first on Facebook, our Facebook page, and you can find links to our social media, also our archived episodes, and the best way to listen to the Riley and Kimmy Show daily, and that is on platforms like iHeartRadio, iTunes, also SoundCloud and others are available. You can find all of those on our website. Please, I'm I really, I'm begging you here, please. If you like the Riley and Kimmy Show, please tell your friends about us. Tell, you know, your relatives, you know, make that a Christmas present to them. Say, hey, by the way, and just give them our website and address. Say, matter of fact, that could be the gift. Just forget the other things. Just give them our website address. Say, hey, daily shows get you away from weird stuff. You know, just get you away from that ho hum world and bad things because they offer pop culture escapism family friendly every single day and matter of fact we go back in time with the thrilling days of yesteryear in so many ways uh, you know with things like trivia and uh, honoring the golden age of radio stuff like that give them that gift and at the same time you're giving us a gift by helping the show grow Kimmy what is our web address so somebody can link somebody to all those things for a great holiday gift rileyandkimmy.com Find archived podcasts of The Riley and Kimmy Show at RileyandKimmy.com. How did we end up here? This place is horrible. The Riley and Kimmy Show. Shall we play again? Uh, that's what I hope we can do here. It's up to Kimmy. She wants to go back to the thrilling days of yesteryear. Challenge her brain cells with some pop culture trivia on a Monday. Unless she has Monday-itis and cannot function. What say you, Kimmy? Well, I'll try to jumpstart my brain. Woo, 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 woo. Okay, it's starting. I hope it is. At least, uh, yes, one of the things I need to stress here is the timeline has been adjusted, meaning it is not in chronological or linear order. And you can help Kimmy get answers right by shouting out to whatever computing device you have the Riley and Kimmy show playing on right now. She actually believes this works. She leaves in time travel answers. And you can shout at anything because we are mobile. We are global. You can take us anywhere on planet Earth, often imitated, but never duplicated that's the riley and kimmy show it's a monday december 18th as we open up the very first question here for kimmy in a matter of fact maybe her number two favorite category it's time for movies and that's the question we have for kimmy something movie related the movie kimmy is well i'll give you the title you tell me who the director is and give me the year it came out 
Tell me the year it came out within a plus or minus of one year. Now, your early clue is here. Well, I can't even do that. i got to tell you the name of the movie. This movie would become the highest grossing film worldwide just a few weeks after its release. The movie is Avatar. Can you tell me who directed Avatar and who is the director? James Cameron. Yeah, that's that's right. And what year did Avatar, with a plus or minus of one, come out? 2005. Oh, boy. Kimmy's way behind on that one. Uh, I mean, well, she's actually in a mess. Anyhow, she got it wrong. That's the best way to put it. The year is 2009 that Avatar came out by James Cameron. Oh. And remember, Avatar 2 is on the way and 3 and 4 and 5 and 6 and 7, whatever. He's doing a whole bunch of them at once. Oh, okay. And then going to release them. I don't know if he's waiting a year to release them apart or... Whatever, but he's, he's shooting like a whole bunch of them at once. Ah. I believe they are in post-production as we speak right now. A classic, well, it would become a classic, a classic Christmas program airs for the very first time on this date in history, Kimmy. Give us the year within two years that this airs for the very first time once you identify it. Here is your audio clue. But I think that the most likely reason of all the ability's hard was two sizes too small. Can you tell me that Christmas special? That is the Grinch that stole Christmas. Kimmy somehow got a little, uh, you know, mixed up there, a little dyslexia going on. It's How the Grinch Stole Christmas. True title is Dr. Seuss's How the Grinch Stole Christmas, Kimmy. But we will give you the pass there that you got it right. Tell us who the voice was right there that played the Grinch and the narrator. Oh, um, that is... Oh, he, 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 he caught me off guard. It's, he he it's, played. Yeah, yeah, I know he, he played, played Frankenstein. Yes. Yes. You know, he, he, he went, I know who it is. I know who it is. Hold on. Well, I'll give you another impersonation. <laughs> there, okay. Mm. <laughs> Okay. 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 Boris Karloff. Yes, Boris Karloff was the Grinch and the narrator. What year did this come out within a plus or minus of two years? 1969. 1966. You miss it. Judges say cannot give you any leeway there. 1966. And what network aired it for a long period of time? CBS. (laughs) So you redeem yourself there. Now pay attention, Kimmy. It was on this date in history that this uh, game show premiered on TV. It premiered in 1956, but it would continue clear into the 70s. As a matter of fact, be resurrected multiple times, even beyond the 70s. Originally uh, was on CBS TV. Tell us the name of the game show. Can you tell me the name of that game show? To Tell the Truth? Yes, it is To Tell the Truth. You got it right. That was not the original theme, by the way. That was more of the theme you would be aware of. We we didn't want to, you know, dust off something from 1956. I didn't think she'd get it. Now, if you'd like to see that 1956 kind of version, 57, 58, somewhere around in there, Buzzer TV, the network that's totally dedicated to game shows, runs that. Uh, it might be a snooze fest to you. At least it is to me at times. The I just I know why that show came to be it and I've got a secret and things like that or what's my line because of the game show scandals these shows were basically just stripped down programs featuring celebrities to lure people in to watch the shows they had very small prizes that they gave away like a hundred dollars two hundred dollars here things like that and you know to me they're they're sometimes difficult to watch. Except when, like, What's My Line has a celebrity on there and they put everybody under blindfolds and they got to guess who it is. It's kind of cool because some of the celebrities will alter their voices mm. and induce things to confuse the celebrity or, yeah, 
confuse the panelists, and that part's kind of cool. But see, I'm a big fan more of the 70s game shows. Uh-huh. You know, like uh, Match Game. Yeah. Even Tattletales, I kind of like from one aspect just to see the the celebrities in that time period. You know, like William right. Shatner with his wife and oh, things yeah. like that. That's kind of fun. The year is 1964. Funeral services are held in Chicago for this recording artist. Tell me who it is. You send me, darling, you send me. Honest you do, honest you do, honest you do. Is that whose funeral was held on this date in 1964? Sam Cooke. You're right. The year. Well, man, ooh, we're staying right in 1964. This cartoon series premieres, Kimmy. Tell me the name of the cartoon series. The Pink Panther. I don't know. What gave it away? You know, we couldn't play any audio of the Pink Panther himself because he didn't talk except for like one episode briefly, like for a small amount. Mm. Yeah, one thing. He generally was mute. You know, right. the, the Panther was. The year is 1971 in the world of music. This recording artist and his cousin, Myra, were divorced. They, uh, well, she was 13 when they were married. Can you tell me who it is? Jerry Lee Lewis. Yes, yes. Moving, moving forward, the year is 1975, Kimmy. This... Rock performer announces that he was leaving faces for a solo career. Who is it? Can you tell me who it is? Rod Stewart. Yes, Mod Rod left faces. 1975 went on his own. I think he actually uh, he, he, had, he had kind of a career, didn't he? Solo. Kind of. Yeah, kind of. Kind of all right. Yeah, I guess so. He yeah. Few, he had a few hits. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Might have been a wise decision. You know, it's interesting, he actually made it big because he was extremely shy, didn't want to perform in front of people, and used to hide behind the speakers when they performed first in uh, in front of audiences. Hard to believe. Sort of like you, when I used to take you out for the very first times with the Riley and Kimmy show. Kimmy would hide under the table, <laughs> around somewhere. <laughs> now, I'm kidding. I'm joking. She never did that. It was, it, But years before, when she used to go out with me on radio stations at events, it was sort of like that. Mm. Don't look at me! Why are they looking at me? I, I used to get that discussion all the time with you. Remember that? You were just like him. I say, come on, don't be like Rod Stewart. The year, Kimmy, is 1976. This movie, directed by Frank Pearson, comes out. It stars two music performers. They are actors, too. It premieres 1976. It has a hit song from this 1976 movie. One of the stars sings the love theme to this movie. Tell me the name of the movie and tell me one, if not both, stars. Here's your clue. Now, the title of the song has really nothing to do with the title of the film. They are two different titles there, except it has love theme to blank, uh, what the title of the song is. The song is called Evergreen. Can you tell me the name of the film Evergreen is the love theme to? 
I cannot. Can you tell me who the recording artist who did Evergreen, who is one of the stars? Barbara Streisand. Yes, the movie. Does that give you any clue? Barbara Streisand movie, 1976. A Star is Born? Yes, A Star is oh. Born. Now, can you tell me the other recording artist, actor she uh, was with? Chris Christopherson. Yes, that was the love interest. And the song is Evergreen, number one on the Billboard Hot 100, and also the adult contemporary charts back to back. The year is what we're looking for with a plus or minus of two. This TV show premieres on ABC TV. Listen carefully, Kimmy. We're not using a theme here to give you as a clue. We're actually giving you a sound element, no dialogue, sound element that was part of the show. Hmm. I mean, it's iconic, this sound element. Okay. As an example... If we were talking about Star Trek, we might use the transporter sound effect. Sure. This is a key sound effect to this TV show. Here is your clue. Can you identify that TV show that that sound effect was from, Kimmy? Wonder Woman. Can you tell us the year Wonder Woman went on TV, debuts as a series, not as a pilot, as a series on ABC? Um, Two year plus or minus. 1979? 1976 is when that came to be on ABC. Now that was... The ABC version was in World War II. Now, another network would run it because ABC said, we just want one season. That's it. We're not bringing this thing back. Another network picked it up, and they would be in the modern era with that that version of Wonder Woman. Can you tell me what network ran it? ABC had it first. That was World Uh, War II. CBS. Yeah, CBS Mm -hmm. had the rest of Wonder Woman. Which did you prefer, the World War II years or the modern years, or did it matter? You liked both. Uh, sure. Both. Okay. And you can catch Wonder Woman on MeTV. They run it from time to time. Next individual had their first number one hit on the Billboard Hot 100 on this date in history. The year is 1984. Kimmy, tell me the name of the song. What is the name of that hit? Like a Virgin. And who had their first number one hit, 1984, on this date? Madonna. Do you have that on vinyl? Of course. Well, well of course. All right. Well, staying in music, <laughs> of course, of course. The year is 2001. And it's court time. This rock star, member of Motley Crue, won a court battle with his ex-wife, Pamela Anderson. Anderson had filed a suit to gain full custody of the couple's two kids. The judge denied a request by Pamela. He denied 
a requirement of monitoring of his visits. Who is the rock star, the member of Motley Crue that Pamela was married to? Tommy Lee. You got that right. Do you have any of Tommy Lee's vinyl? No. Well, you're supposed to say, of course not. Okay, the year is 2003. Kimmy, this person who was part of a TV show a number of years before 2003 was arrested for driving onto a closed section of Interstate 10 and nearly struck a California highway patrol car. I don't know if Ponch was driving the car that day, but he almost hit a chippy, okay? Not a good thing. He was part of this TV series. Tell me the TV series as soon as you can before they identify it in the song. Eight is enough. Oh, thank goodness. That's one of my least favorite TV show themes of all time. Not judging the show on the TV theme, but that's one of them. I was like, please, no, no, keep that one away from me. He was part of that show. Matter of fact, he inspired a certain haircut style for a period of time. Tell me who he is. Susan! Look, that's Merle the Pearl! Merle the Pearl Stockwell! He's the pitcher for the cyclone! Come on, let's go get his autograph! A lot you know! He's the greatest! He's practically a superstar! Um, excuse me, but aren't you Merle the Pearl? Well, I call you that, and I think you're the best pitcher in baseball! Nicholas. Nicholas Bradford. Uh, can I have your autograph? Yes, he played Nicholas Bradford. This actor got in trouble. 2003 almost hit a chippy. Tell me who it is. Adam Rich. That's right. And then he inspired the uh, the hairdo. Yeah. Did you know anybody that got stuck with that hairdo? I don't think so. I have a nephew who listens to the Riley and Kimmy show, and I'm sure right now he is giving me the one-finger salute because he was forced to wear that for a number of years. Mm. Yes. It basically, to me, it looked like the Mo Howard haircut. I, I swore his mother threw a bowl over his head and just cut, cut his hair. And went, no, it's in style. Really, it is. Mm. <laughs> sure. Yeah, just being cheap. Okay. Some trouble happened on this date. You tell me to whom, Kimmy, 2003, in Santa Maria, California. This recording artist was charged with seven counts of molesting a child under 14 and two counts of supplying the child with an intoxicating agent. His lawyer denounced the allegations and said they were driven by money and revenge. Who is the person in question here? Michael Jackson. That's right. Celebrity and notable birthday time. Kimmy, you tell me what this person is famous for, why they're on this list. Born 1886, the name Ty Cobb. He was a baseball player. Kimmy is correct, and we move along here. Next individual, Kimmy, born 1916. Tell me why they are on this list. The name Betty Grable. She was an actress. You are right. An American actress. Her 42 movies during the 1930s and 1940s grossed more than $100 million. And she set a record of 12 consecutive years in the top 10 of box office stars. U.S. Treasury Department in 1946 and 47 listed her as the highest salaried American woman. Give you an idea just how big she was. Grable was voted the number one box office draw by American movie exhibitors in 1943. She outranked Bob Hope, Gary Cooper, Humphrey Bogart, and Clark Gable in popularity during that voting process. And her career did go beyond the 1940s, but the, the big period was the 30s and the 40s. And she was known as the pinup queen. She was the top pinup person during World War II, her mm. and Rita Hayworth. Mm. 
Next individual recording artist can be musician, guitarist, and founding member of a certain rock band. One of the founding members. Ranked number four on the list of 100 best guitarists of all time. He did go solo. 1988 sample here. Number three on the rock charts. Tell me who it is, who's having a birthday, and how old he is. Here is a sample of one of his songs called Take It So Hard. Impossible music trivia, I think, here. Can you tell me who that is having a birthday? Keith Richards. Uh, how did you know that? I had a secondary clue here. How did you know that's Keith Richards? Sound. Wow, you do have an air. You're definitely the Riley and Kimmy Show's audiophile. And you real and I'm I'm sure I'm telling you something you already know, that you know, he on the recording process of the Stones, generally he has recorded like all the guitar tracks. It's when they perform live and stuff that, you know, there's other people doing other elements oh. but during a lot of their big hits he has done all the guitar mm. guitar work you're right it's keith richards how old is he today within five years oh boy 75 you are a groupie of the rolling stones he is 74 today next person movie director producer business person in the movie entertainment industry tell me who it is and how old he is within five years done a ton of movies Kimmy one of them 1975 was his it's called Jaws then he did Close Encounters of the Third Kind in 77 Raiders of the Lost Ark 81 E.T. in 82 who is a person having a birthday today Steven Spielberg yes how old is Steven Spielberg within five years today 68 Steven Spielberg celebrating his 71st birthday today. Next individual, 67 years old, movie reviewer critic. Back in 1982, he started a 30-year career as a reviewer for this TV show. Tell me the TV show. Entertainment Tonight. You're right. Entertainment Tonight. He was the critic on that, gave movie, you know, previews and things like that for a number of years, 30 years as a matter of fact. And he also did nationwide movie reviews. A few years back, about four years ago on his uh, YouTube page, he talked about movie theaters, how there is nobody actually running the projection room. It's all done by satellite. All films come by satellite and not necessarily a good thing. Tell me who he is. People started getting nervous and rightly so. A few people called out sound, sound please. And I called out no one's listening because mostly in theaters today, no one's there. There is no there there. It's not like the old days when you were hollering up to a projectionist in a booth. Doesn't much happen anymore. What finally it took was, what I usually end up doing, running outside into the lobby toward the front of the theater, even a big one like this, to try to get the attention of the person who took your tickets, who has a little walkie-talkie, and saying loudly, fix the sound in Auditorium 6. And they go, uh-huh. And they use their walkie-talkie to send that message to the one person who's probably supervising all 16 screens at once. And that's how it finally gets fixed. So what could go wrong? 
anything can go wrong because movie theaters still need people. People with brains, people with common sense, and managers who understand what business they're in. You know, if you're so disinterested in being a movie theater operator or exhibitor, whatever you want to call it, that you can't use a little brain power to know that for special events, you need somebody there supervising the show, then you ought to just open an Arby's franchise. Don't be in the movie theater business. Who is that talking about how theaters are now? Leonard Malton. That is freaky. How did you do that? I don't know. Many I years, don't know. Many, many, many years ago, the very first Christmas I had with Kimmy, she gave me one of the gifts she gave me was a Leonard Malton review book of all the movies of all time, mm. where he had everything rated. And that was one of the first gifts you gave me. Oh. That and a Roger Ebert one, too. Oh. And she also gave me, I can tell you exactly what the gifts were. You gave me those those two things. And on top of that, uh, she gave me, the uh, at the time period, the uh, 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 almanac that came out, because I always would get an almanac to use for my morning shows. You gave me the next year's almanac. And you gave me a mixtape that you did yourself with ministry on it. Oh, Wow. So, yeah. You, see, I remember those things. Whoa. She doesn't remember anything because there's really nothing to remember because I never give her anything. So there's nothing to remember. <laughs> it's quite easy with me. Yeah. Okay. We know one thing from this episode of the Riley and Kimmy show. Kimmy is a groupie of Leonard Moulton. Very interesting. Now we know. Moving over to the next person. Tell me why he is on the birthday list. Ray Liotta. He is an actor. You are correct. He is an actor. Can you tell me how old Ray Liotta is today within five years? 63. Yeah, oh, now I get you. What, heartthrob thing going here? I have pictures of him somewhere I need to know about? No. I bet, I bet she bet she did. I bet she used to come out of things going, I Ray Liotta. I love him. Yeah, he is exactly 63 really? years old today. You freak there. Yeah, she she digs him. Yeah, no. that's right. Yeah, 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 I have a feeling. So, you know, cosplay is Ray Liotta next time you see Kimmy. No. Next individual actor, Kimmy, will tell you that much. You tell me who it is. We have an extremely small clue here. This is very brief. You tell me who the actor is and how old he is with no margin of error. Now, let's, we'll, we'll be fair. Judges say you got to give her at least one year. One year plus or minus of his age today. He's celebrating a birthday today. Here is your audio clue. Tell me who it is. Listen carefully. Show you with the box. Who's in the box? Uh, what's in the box? What's in the f***ing box? You lie! You're a liar! Shut up! Oh, God! Oh, God! Oh! Can you tell me who the birthday person is today? <laughs> That's Brad Pitt. Do you think he's getting a birthday present in the box? <laughs> do, you think that, do you think that's what he does when they show up with the, the wrapping? He goes, the box. Who's in the box? Uh, what's in the box? What's in the box? Do you think that's what he's doing for his birthday right now? <laughs> do you? All right. I wonder how much he gets harassed with that. Or people go around to him and go, what's in the box? <laughs> yeah. or, or when they see, do it. Do you think they do? Because we know some individuals, we will not reveal who, celebrities that are, are known for certain things. And we get people, and I just recently in a, an event, I had somebody, I was I was with this person who's a friend of ours, and somebody comes up and goes, can you do the voice? Can you do the voice? And, and you know they've heard this like a hundred billion thousand times, mm. you know? I wonder if it's in the box, or they do their old bad impersonations mm -hmm. of it, coming up to him. Uh, okay, how old is Brad Pitt today? 53? Brad Pitt, you get the plus or minus of one is, well, you're one off. Do you want to go, which way do you want to go? 52. He's 54 oh. today. 
celebrating his birthday. What's your favorite Brad Pitt movie of all time, Kimmy? Mm, of all time? Yeah, well, if you had just one Brad Pitt movie, which one is your favorite Brad Pitt movie of all time? I, I don't know. I like seven. I mean, remember you're forgetting Twelve Monkeys. Remember Twelve Monkeys? He played Mr. Wacky in that. He was actually mm. Oscar nominated for that uh, wacky role yeah. in Twelve Monkeys. Yeah. Or Benjamin Button. Did you like that one? Nah. Ooh. What about World War Z? Mm. Mm. Interview with a vampire. Mm. Oh well, I guess it's seven. We'll just have to move on here. Next person, actress having a birthday. Tell me how old she is within. Two years, Kimmy. She was married to a certain celebrity actor at one time between 2006 and 2012. They have a child together. In 2005, she played the role of Rachel Dawes in this movie. Tell me who she is. And I found out about your mask. Oh, this is your mask. Your real face is the one that criminals now fear. Loved. The man who vanished. He never came back at all. But maybe he's still out there somewhere. Maybe someday when Gotham no longer needs Batman, we'll see him again. Can you tell me who played Rachel Dawes in Batman Begins in 2005? Katie Holmes. That's right. How old is Katie today within two years? Uh, 45? Katie Holmes would not give you a hug today. She is 39. Ooh. And who was she married to between 2006 and 2012? Tom Cruise. That's correct. Now, did you like her portrayal as Rachel or the other person who played Rachel in The, the Dark Knight? Um, I don't know. I like her. Yeah. Yeah, I, I do. I just I, I just like her. And I have a feeling there were some internal things that got her booted from mm-hmm. that, that film. Not saying a certain husband at the time mm-hmm. influenced it. Not saying he did. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. I'm not. I'm not. No, no. Next person, singer, performer, Kimmy, television personality. Tell me who it is having a birthday. Tell me how old this person is within two years. Who is the birthday person? Christina Aguilera. That's correct. How old is she within two years? 34? No. She is 37 today. I see dead people. Notable and celebrity deaths. Was on this date 2016. Actress, more known for being a personality, dies at the age of 99. Kimmy, tell me who it is. That women are not the strongest men and they shouldn't be beaten up. And you're you a... Thank you. Good morning. That that that. Uh, what I wanted to say that in Europe, women are not allowed to be put in handcuffs anyhow. Zip order, zip order. Oh my God, London. Every morning, Chicago calls me there, my because I work in Chicago. You see, in the state. There you are. Every morning, Chicago calls me. Once I know what I'm wearing and things like. Can you tell me who that is? Jaja Gabor. That's right. Passed away 2016 at the age of 99. 
you did a fantastic job with a Monday version of Pop Culture Trivia, Kimmy. Well, thank you. And we're going to go back in time and honor something we talked about on Trivia with a golden age of radio. Radio was And that's the Riley and Kimmy Show. Anytime we can go back in time to the thrilling days of yesteryear in the golden age of radio, we take that opportunity. We mentioned earlier that actress Betty Grable was born on this date in 1916. We have two examples of her golden age of radio work, and they are totally different types of programs. The first one is called the Copper Tea Strainer from 1949. You heard right. The Copper Tea Strainer. Now, you might say that doesn't sound too exciting, but it's actually a suspenseful kind of episode, a mystery type of episode. The plot, a woman poisons her nagging mother. Betty Grable, as Jeannie, lives with her sick mother and has been in love with Ted for the last year. But now a policeman has turned up asking questions about her life. It's about poisoning. Yeah. The Copper Tea Strainer, 1949. Following that, we have When My Baby Smiles at Me from 1950. That is a a rom-com. I think you might like that, Kimmy. Yeah, 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 it's a a rom-com. All right. Both of these are back-to-back uninterrupted. They are safe for all ages, all ears to hear. We kick it off with that suspenseful action mystery kind of episode. It's from 1949, The Copper Tea Strainer. Here's our tribute to Betty Grable on the Riley and Kimmy Show. I was in the two-by-four dressing room changing into my street clothes. It was raining, beating down on the low skylight like a fury. It made such a racket that I didn't hear a thing until a buzzer rang and the outer door opened. The first I heard your voice, I was sorry for you. You sounded tired and you had a cold. You'd be surprised if I ever told you, but I wasn't frightened at all when you spoke to Irwin. You the photographer who runs this place? I'm James Irwin, and this is my photo agency, yes. You have some work to do? I got work to do. (coughs) There's a dame named Jeannie Dunn here, Irwin. When you said my name, I got a little scared without knowing why. I'd been modeling a sunsuit, and I was cold anyway. Irwin was never a guy to pay for decent heating. Now I got cold way inside and my fingers trembled as I tried to zip my dress. I leaned against the partition to try and hear better, but the rain was too loud. I couldn't figure out why I was so jittery. I I was blank. I, I couldn't remember what had happened all day or yesterday. But I knew you were dangerous to me and I had to find out why. I opened the door a crack to hear better. Oh, Jeannie's posed for me for the past five years off and on. Say, why don't you wait until she gets dressed and ask her yourself? Any pictures of her handy? Say, who are... Easy, easy. This is police business. Oh. And that was all it took to make Irwin dangerous, too. Then he was against me. I stood there, hidden by the door, sick of you pawing through my pictures... Even sicker of Irwin fawning over you because you were a cop. <laughs> she's really stacked, isn't she, Cat? But if she's done anything wrong, don't worry. I'll tell you all I can't believe me. I'll cooperate. I believe you. You're the type. 
I couldn't stay out of sight any longer. I slipped into my shoes and stepped out from behind the door. Miss Jeannie Dunn? What do you want, mister? I want to find out a few facts. You live with your mother, don't you? Sure, the old lady's an invalid. Hey, what happened? Shut up, I'm talking to Miss Dunn. She's got a boyfriend, too. She might not tell you herself, Cap. Get out of the room. Get out and stay out until I call you. Hey, look, Mrs. Get out! Okay, all right, sure. Okay. Thanks for that, anyhow. But look about Ted Wark. If it's anything you're trying to pin on Ted, then Irwin's right. I won't talk. Oh. <coughs> I... I didn't mention that name, did I? Ted wouldn't do a thing. Nothing wrong. What time do you usually leave home for work, miss? About eight, if it's any of your affair. Yes, I'm afraid it is. Could you be more specific? Describe your routine, say, this morning, for example. This morning? I, uh, I've had such a headache all day, I really don't know about this morning. Actually, <laughs> I can't remember. Most mornings, I get up about 6.30 and fix breakfast. Yeah. Does your mother eat with you? My friend, Mr. Irwin, told you. My mother's not well. She stays in bed until noon. And you leave her breakfast ready for her? That's right. Being sick, your mother hasn't much appetite, has she, miss? No. I leave her teacup on the kitchen table with the tea measured out in a strainer ready to pour hot water through. Now, mister, you'd better tell me what... How long have you been going with this fellow? What's his name, Ted? A year or so, but... How old are you? I beg your pardon, miss. Thirty. About thirty. (coughs) Plan to marry him? Why, yes, as soon as... Well, as soon as possible. Uh, what with supporting your mother? <coughs> Excuse me. Prices nowadays, a dollar don't go far. Uh, you'd better take care of that coal, mister. Oh, thank you. Are your mother and Ted Wark friendly? You'd better take care of that coal. I repeated that stupidly so as not to hear your questions. Then I stared at something you fished out of your coat pocket... I felt the arteries jumping on the sides of my neck. You were looking at my neck. Maybe I could ask you sometime if that was a tip-off you learned by studying people like me. You toyed with the thing in your hand and it picked up a sliver of light from a flood lamp. It sparkled like a, a jewel. Only it wasn't any more a jewel than any of the junk on my bureau. It was a common tea strainer made out of bright new copper. You watched me and spun the thing by the handle between your finger and thumb. I couldn't stop looking at the shiny wire, a mesh like a net. Well, miss, what do you say? Are your mother and Ted Wark friendly? Suddenly my mind cleared. Everything I'd managed to block out came back. Everything. There was no more escaping the past. Or you. Stop playing with that tea strainer. Huh? Put that thing away. Get it out of my sight. For suspense, Autolite is bringing you Betty Grable in radio's outstanding theater of thrills, Suspense. Can you faint dead away and keep sitting in a chair talking and acting normal? I did, Mr. Detective. 
At the sight of the tea strainer you kept spinning between your fingers. A cold blackness paralyzed me, and our two voices seemed to be coming from a great distance. My stomach felt sick. You hit at me with questions, and I fought with all my will to keep from giving dangerous answers. The rain banged louder on the skylight. A floodlamp sputtered out. And my breathing quieted down. You said your mother and Ted Wark are friendly? Yes, yes, I told you. Where did you get that tea strainer? Five and dime store. Why, miss? Nothing. Uh, <coughs> you, uh, you leave your mother's breakfast ready for her? Hadn't you asked me that before, too? I, I wasn't sure. But the words started memories flashing through my mind like jumping movie scenes. You studied me with your tired, expressionless eyes. But you couldn't see into my memory. The nagging clatter of my alarm clock at home was waking me one morning. Any morning except today. The others were all alike for the last ten years. All right, you devil. Get up. Lord, another day. Dear, are you awake? Yes, Mother. Sleep well? Oh, I'm always in pain. You know that, dear. If you're up, you could rub my back a while before you have breakfast, dear. Yes, Mother. Oh. Oh, my, you're so fortunate to be able to eat a hearty meal and have a career that takes you out into the world. While I lie here in pain. Oh, I'm not complaining. It's just... Yes, Mother. Hadn't you better take your medicine before I rub your back? Oh, my medicine. Oh, yes, indeed. And, Jean, don't forget to have the prescription refilled. It's getting low, and I can't bear it. I'm day sure without... there's plenty, Mother. I'll get it for you now. And I wish you would. I don't know how I have to... I went into the bathroom while Mother kept droning on and on. The bottle was almost empty. Mother, you haven't been taking more than you should of this, have you? Don't be absurd. You heard the doctor say that my medicine, more than one capsule a day, is poison. She talked and talked, accusing me of being careless with her medicine and neglecting her. She said if it hadn't been for me, she would still be on the stage and famous. But I realized she was in pain and unhappy, and some mornings I was afraid all of my strength would be drained before I could get away from her. Especially when she harped on Ted and me getting married. Uh, dear, don't be angry, but I simply must ask whether you're serious with your young man this time. This time? Well, after all, Jean, in the past years, there were several young men I certainly thought you were going to become engaged to. And every single one lost interest. Oh, Mother. Oh, yes, they did. You can't deny it. At your age, dear, a girl has to consider her future. Uh, now, that young man, um, uh, William something, he surely wanted to marry you, and he had a bit of money, too. Now, why did he stop coming to see you, dear? Was it anything you might have told him? Huh. You're trying to use me to excuse your own shortcomings, dear. Huh. What on earth? How could I scare away any of your young men? When I was on the stage, young men used to flock around me like bees. And now your Ted certainly thinks well enough of me to bring me flowers and look at my scrapbooks, even if my own daughter... I doesn't... wonder how long that will go on. When will you ask him whether he thinks a daughter has the right to let a helpless old invalid die alone? <laughs> horrible, horrible girl. Or have you asked him that already? After the sacrifices I've made for you, ruining my own health, destroying my youth and my career, so that you would have the best from life. Oh, Mother. 
Perhaps the easiest way for both of us would be for me to not try and hang on to this mortal coil any longer. To close my eyes and never wake up. She used death as a weapon against me many times. I felt weak and nauseated, although I was certain she was bluffing. And I would rush out with no breakfast and a panic to feel the healthy life of the city around me and lose myself in the traffic and crowds. <coughs> Rotten deal, isn't it, miss? Huh? Honest, I'm interested in you and Ted Walk. You serious about each other? What are you getting at, mister? What's happened? I have a right to you know. You really in love? You paid no attention to my panic. You kept prodding me with that question and twirling the tea strainer. Faster now, it seemed to me. Was I really in love with Ted? I couldn't have answered even if I'd wanted to. How can you tell a stranger your dreams? Uh, miss, tell me. Exactly what's the matter with your mother? What treatment is she getting? That was funny. Ted asked almost the same question last night. You'd give a lot to know about last night. But you'll never get a word out of me. If you had seen Ted and me last night, you wouldn't have had to ask if we were in love. Last night was one of those miserably few times I found a neighbor to come sit with Mother. And Ted took me to a little neighborhood bar where they have a jukebox and postage stamp dance floor. We were dancing, crowded in like cigarettes in a pack. How about a kiss, baby? Ted, not right here in public. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody here but us, Jeannie. Us and the mob. Mm. Anyway, it's just as crowded at Ciro's. They tell me. Well, we'll get to the ritzy places someday, baby. We got it coming to us. Oh, darling, you make it sound real sometimes. Uh, you stick it out a little longer, baby, and it will be real. Just trust me. There's always ways. Sure. A million bucks. Yeah, a million would help, wouldn't it? Oh, forget the gloom, honey. Uh, your feet had enough of my dancing. Uh-uh. You want another beer, you mean? Well, there is a booth. Hey, watch where you're going, you big ass. Ted, Ted, don't start a fight. Come on. Uh, I should have poked him. Well, <laughs> maybe you'll tame me down, baby. Here, sit next to me, huh? I don't want to reform you, darling. It's not that. But if anything happened to you, I'd die inside of me. Oh, baby, I... I don't know the words like you do. How can I tell you? You don't have to tell me in words, darling. I want to, though. Somehow I, I want you to know. I, I I love you, Jeannie. More than at first, and I was crazy about you then. We could be so happy together. Together? <laughs> yeah, that's what we both want more than anything else in the world, isn't it, baby? Ted, what's the matter? Huh? Matter? Oh, there's nothing the matter. I... I'm just figuring things out. Yeah, what do you folks have? What? Oh, uh, what'll it be, honey? Beer's fine. Uh, two beers, huh? Yeah, all right. Coming up. Then we'll have to be leaving. I promised Mrs. Grogan I'd get home by midnight. Oh, baby, you promised me we'd make a night of it. I'm tonight. sorry, Ted. But Mother was worse this evening before I left. Jeannie, what really ails your mother? The doctor has a long list. She's pretty bad off. 
Nothing's bad enough for her to keep you chained down like a slave. Ted, tell me the truth. Has she gotten to you with her... her talk? Oh, honey, don't Ted, let's... please. I want the truth. Well, I bring her flowers and try to win her over, Jeannie, but it's no soap. She says, what do I want to do? Kill her by taking you away from her? She said that, huh? She did. I'm glad I know that. I'm glad I know that for sure. L- look, maybe it's because she's so sick. Maybe maybe she's not getting the right treatment. Say, what is the doctor giving her? Some stuff in capsules mixed with strychnine. Strychnine? Right. That's poison. Yes, she has to be very careful. You, uh, need a prescription for that, don't you? Uh-huh. Here, I'll, here, I'll show you the prescription. I have it somewhere in my handbag. Oh, here. Yeah. My Latin's sort of rusty. Excuse me, Ted. I'll freshen up and we'll go. Be right back. Okay, baby. The mirror in that dingy little powder room was cracked and clouded. But I could see my own face all too clear as I tried to dab on some rouge. My face was an old face, with a thin, cruel mouth. I tried to remember how I looked ten years ago when I had the screen test. I was Garbo and Dietrich, only younger, the director said. It was then my mother started getting sick and needing me. I looked into the mirror and saw my strange, pinched face. That was when the whole plan formed in my mind as I stared into that cloudy mirror. Excuse me, miss. You better take care of that coal. Yeah, thanks. Now, uh, tell me, did Ted Wark ever blame your mother? Did he ever say that she stood in the way of your marriage? I never told you any such thing. Ted wouldn't have done... Done what, miss? Mother's dead, isn't she? You're not very subtle. Why else would the police persecute me? She's dead. You believe your mother was killed, miss? No, no. You you keep putting words into my mouth. Maybe she was worried about being in the way. Would your mother have been likely to have... Mother suffered night and day. I I suppose that's why she acted so depressed. The tea would have been the... Oh, leave me alone, please. Do you believe your mother took her own life by making herself a poison cup of tea because she didn't want to be a burden any longer? Yes. Yes, that's what must have happened. But I lied. You led me into that lie. And then because I couldn't help myself, I relived the most terrible day of my life. A day I'll never confess to you or to anyone on earth. I woke up this morning with a headache. The pain running deep back of my eyes. I had a feeling of dread with the thought of last night in the mirror. Are you awake, dear? Yes. Oh, I haven't slept a wink, Jean. Oh, Jean, did you get my prescription filled as I asked you to? No, but there's plenty. You were out later than usual last night, weren't you, dear? I don't mind for myself, but it is an imposition on Mrs. Grogan. Oh, your young man certainly is. She must have gone on complaining as usual, but I didn't hear her. I seemed to be moving in a strange world all my own as I dressed and went into the kitchen. Sounds lost their familiar proportions, and the sharp tinkle of tableware hurt my ears as I went about setting the table. 
When I put her teacup in its regular place in the center of the faded blue cloth, the spoon fell against the saucer. It was like a file rasping the slate in my ears. I ran from the kitchen to get the medicine bottle from the cabinet. There were only two capsules left. My heart was pounding. Only enough for two normal doses. Not enough for... I yanked my coat on and ran out the front door. I hadn't planned on this. I ran all the way to the corner drugstore. never do hear that door open. Why, why, Jean, is your ma bad off? No. Well, yes. Her prescription has run out. I I was shaking all over, having this unexpected job to do. I knew the medicine bottle had plenty the day before. I I thought I must be going crazy. I'd known Mr. Harmon since I was a kid, his patient, wizened face and celluloid eye shade. But I found no comfort in him now. Well, young lady, I asked you twice for your prescription. Huh? Jean. Oh, my sakes, uh, are you well? No, no. I'm sorry, Mr. Harmon. I, I can't find it. It's gone. Oh, well, <laughs> you, you sit down at the fountain, my dear. I'm not supposed to, of course, without a prescription, but I'll make up those capsules anyway. In the meantime, uh, lemon syrup and soda... Remember how you loved that when you were a little pigtail type, eh? I think I cried then. I scarcely was conscious as I hurried home. I took a drink of whiskey in the kitchen, gagging on it. Jean, where did you rush out to? I answered her while I struggled to unscrew the cap from the medicine bottle. I took four capsules and emptied them into the tea strainer. I emptied two more to be positive. On the bottle's label, it said, Warning, no more than one capsule in any one 24-hour period. Be careful. (gasps) And put two spoons of sugar in my cup, dear. It was too bitter yesterday. Did you hear me, Jane? I hear you. I was careful, all right. Three heaping spoons instead of two to hide the bitterness. A double measure of black tea, carefully, very carefully over the white pottery stuff in the strainer. And it was hidden completely. I left the tea kettle whistling on the electric plate. Ready for mother. I didn't see mother again. I left the apartment half running all the way downtown to the studio in the rain. Erwin was crabbing as soon as I walked in. Oh, good morning, Duchess. All right, hop into your sunsuit now and make it snappy. And make up for black and white. What's the excuse today? Have to go to a funeral or something? I did it, he said, silently, and got through a series of poses. My mind had gone blank, and I, I struggled to keep that way. Numb. All I knew was I mustn't let, mustn't let myself remember... Keep busy and blank. And that's the way it was when you came in and asked me questions. You spun that ugly little tea strainer till my eyes ached watching it. And you tore the protective blanket from over my head. 
You released my memories, but I told you nothing of the scenes you conjured up in my mind. I told you nothing. But still you knew that I lied when I agreed that my mother must have killed herself. You're not telling the truth, miss. But the odd thing is, you're closer to the truth than you realize. I didn't kill my mother. I didn't. Did you know your mother had enough lethal medicine under her pillow to kill a dozen people? What? She'd been hoarding them. Perhaps because she brooded, she was a burden. No. But, miss, your mother never would have taken those capsules the hard way and a cup of tea. There was the flaw in your lie, wasn't it now? What? Your friend Ted Wark got a hold of your mother's prescription. Maybe he took it from your purse. That doesn't matter. Oh, no. No. No, no. I'm afraid I must place you under arrest, Miss Dunn. But I didn't kill my mother. You said... You said... No, no, you didn't kill your mother, miss. Your mother had a caller this morning after you left. He brought her flowers and some more medicine. Oh, no. Not Ted. He couldn't have done. No. No, you lied. So your mother never had a chance to use the overdose she had hidden. No. You, you lied. And your mother's caller never had the chance to feed her the poison he brought with him either. Because as soon as he arrived, he made the mistake of accepting your mother's hospitality. He drank a special cup of tea. Half of it, anyhow. Enough. Your mother is still alive, miss. I'm arresting you for the murder of Ted Wark. Thank you, Betty Grable, for a wonderful performance. The Hollywood Screen Directors present a love lyric of show business. The motion picture musical romance, When My Baby Smiles at Me, starring Betty Grable in her original role of Bonnie. This is a story of a boy and a girl who met in burlesque in the wonderful, ridiculous 1920s. The 1920s, a time all of its own, with a language all of its own. Speak or speakeasy. Speakeasy, a secret place known to everybody where the gin rummies of the 20s got set. Whoopie. A noisy product that people were always making. See Cantor, Eddie. Cake eater. An elegant fella, smooth number. A wolf in chic's clothing. Burlesque. The West Point of some of our greatest entertainers, including Skid Johnson and Bonnie Kane. I was Skid's and Bonnie's boss. I saw this happen. The 1920s burlesque curtain going up. We, we, Marie. If you do Zeke. 
for me. Then I'll do that for you, wee wee Marie. Bonnie? Lefty. Has Skid shown up yet? I had the boys combing every speakeasy in Kansas City, Bonnie. This is the third time this week Skid's gone on a bat. But he's on the wagon. Yeah. Oh, he promised me. Yeah, yeah. Hey, did you see your good-looking admirer in row three again? Yeah. He's a swell guy, but I told him I was married. Oh, he's got it bad, Bon. And he's a cattle king with a ranch out west, and he's got... Hi, it's him, Lefty. Hiya, Skid. Hiya, Bonnie. You miss me? And where have you been again? Shooting pool. I suppose that's pool room air on your breath, too. Great A. Uh, excuse me, kids. Oh, there's a telegram on a dressing table for you. Yeah, probably someone wanted to borrow money we ain't got with security nobody's got in this business. With your talent, Skid, we could have plenty of security. Where's your ambition? Ambition? What's that? Hey, get a load of this. The answer is no. We can't lend what we have to well, listen, got. listen. Half chance to place you a new Sam Harris show. Skid! Salary, 500 per week. Would have to be here Sunday latest to start rehearsals. Wiring confirmed. Jack Curtis. Hey, Bonnie, this is it. This is the chance you're always raving about. Yeah. Your chance to beat it to New York after that no-talent redhead you went off your nut about. Who? When? When I was in the hospital in Des Moines. Who? Who? I suppose you didn't know that Sylvia Marco is dancing in New York now. Oh, Oh, her. Yeah, her. Well, gee, Bonnet, it's just a coincidence. Coincident, my eye. Well, you can stop blowing off because I'm not going. Who said you're not going? Since when does what you say settle things around here? Look, I gotta go make up for my act. And after your act, you'll just have 50 minutes to get that makeup off and catch the train for New York. Oh, but, Bonnie, I wouldn't have a chance in the big time. Now, do you think I'd let you go if I didn't think you were ready? Oh, baby. Yes, some baby. I wouldn't know what to do without you. We're on in ten minutes. Let's kill him, honey. By the way, how would you like to marry me? Oh, I'd like to very much. Ha-ha! But I'm afraid my husband would object. Oh, oh. You wouldn't kid me, would you, lady? I would if I could, mister. I would if I could. <laughs> be a laugh if I flopped in New York. You won't, baby. You won't. Oh, baby. Yes, some baby. What'll I do without you? Operator, operator, this is Bonnie Kane in 805. Are you sure there hasn't been a call for me from New York? My husband opened a sh show tonight, and he said... There hasn't? I'll, I'll keep waiting. Ring me any time if he calls, no matter how late. Why doesn't he call? Please call, Skid. Don't go out. Don't get drunk. 
Stay away from it, Skid. Please call. Please call. Hello? Oh, I'm sorry, operator. It's my alarm clock. Ring. Call. Why doesn't he call? Hello? Oh, darling. How are you? How was it? How did it go tonight? Oh, wonderful. I knew you'd do it. I just knew it. What? No, no, I'm not crying. I'm very happy. Very happy. What? Oh, thank you, darling. I wish I was there, too. Yes. Yes. Yes, dear, I, I know you got to get back to your public and everything. Write me a letter once in a while, and... Thank you, darling, for calling. Yes. Goodbye. Don't forget to write. Good night, honey. Good night. Mr. Harris. Uh, excuse me, just a minute. Mr. Harris. What's in your mind, Skid, besides being Broadway's newest sensation? <laughs> <laughs> Look, I just called Cincinnati, and I got a great idea. You know where you've been wanting to stretch that Bowery routine to give you more time to change for the big staircase number? Yeah. Well, I used to do a pretty funny bit called Playtime in Paris that might be just what you're looking for. Yeah, maybe. How long is the bit? Any length you want it, Mr. Harris, and it's a yell from start to finish, and I know just the girl for it. Bonnie Kane. She's doing a show in Cincy, but I can get her here in 24 hours. I have a girl in mind myself I'd like to give a chance. Her name is Sylvia Marco. Marco? Yeah, let's try it out in the morning, eh, Skid? Yeah, Mr. Harris. Swell. When will I ever learn to keep my big mouth shut? Sylvia Marco. <laughs> Talk about Lulu. Talk about Sylvia Marco. She turns out to be great, and the act is in. With Marco. So she's a heck of a swell kid, it turns out. What should I do? Sit up in my hotel room every night? So we have a few laughs together, and pretty soon it gets into the papers. That's how it happens that the telephone rings in my room one morning after the night before. Who is it? It's Bonnie, downstairs in the lobby. I jump up and dash some water in my eyes and... Hide a few empty bottles here and there under the bed covers, under sofa cushions, and I'm, I'm almost ready. Just a second, baby. On horseback, baby, on horseback. Skid. Oh, baby. Hey, hey, not in the corridor, baby, not in the corridor. Oh, baby, have I missed you. Oh. I'd never know it from the letters you didn't write. Well, baby, you're here now, where you belong. Only for one day. I'm a working woman, remember? Uh-huh. You just came down to check up on me, huh? It's about time, isn't it? My life is an open book. Sit down and I'll tell you any place. All right. Uh, not there. Not on the... Bed. Bottles. A few. Not even a case. Skid. Yeah? 
About... about this Sylvia Markham. We, we work together. But you're the one I'm nuts about. You know that, Bonnie. With me, it's got to be all or nothing. I'm funny that way. You've got to make up your mind, Skid. Me or Marco. Okay. That's the way you want it. I guess it'll have to be Marco. Skid! <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm serious, Skid. <laughs> okay. Okay, I'll tell Harris to give Marco the old heave-hole. Now, let me get dressed and we'll do the time. We'll make whoopee. I put Bonnie on the train that evening. The next night, I I took Sylvia Marco to a speakeasy just to to break it easy that she had a go. So we did have a few little drinks. So the cops raided us. Got in the papers. Pictures and all. Me and Sylvia Marco. With me, a man has to make up his mind. With me, it's got to be all or nothing. I'm funny that way. I divorced Skid. I had to. Listening to the Screen Director's Playhouse production of When My Baby Smiles at Me, starring Betty Grable. And now back to Screen Director's Playhouse production of When My Baby Smiles at Me, starring Betty Grable in her original role of Bonnie Kane with High Aberback as Skid Johnson. Not a word from Skid after he was served the divorce papers. I knew he was proud. I knew he was hurt. But I couldn't sell Bonnie on it. She sure took it hard, but game. That new song she opened with in Chicago was more than just a song with Bonnie. What did I do? What in the world did I do? Oh, where did you went? Oh, I'm broken bent. Say you left my heart with a terrible dent. I'm in confusion, in conclusion. I'm dying to know, baby, what did I do? What did I say? And where, oh, where in the world did you go? Mr. Howell. Hello, Bonnie. My most faithful public. Lefty said it'd be all right for me to wait for you here in your dressing room. Of course. It's nice to see you. Still selling cows? Still at it, Bonnie. How you been? Me? Oh, fine. Same old grind. I, uh, I read that you were getting a divorce. You did? Where? Variety. I've been keeping track of you. 
You just never give up, do you? Um, where you find your papers? New York, my home state. Why? Well, it takes a long time there. Now, um, my ranch is near Reno, and Mother'd be awfully proud to have you come out there and stay with us. Me? On a ranch? Why not? Do you a lot of good, Bonnie. Me too. Why not? Yes. Why not? Why not? Divorced in Reno, engaged in Carson City to Harvey Howell. Been to New York with my wedding to Harvey only a week away. Lefty was in town and he dropped in to see me in my fancy suite at the Waldorf Astoria. I, uh, I just been wondering, Bonnie. Wondering what, Lefty? When you'd get around to asking me about Skid. We, uh, caught his show our first night in town. Are you and Harvey? Yes. How was Skid? Fried again? Plastered. But he was great up there. Yeah. For how long? Well, that's probably Harvey. He'll be glad to see you. Hiya, Bon. Skid. I brought some club soda and some stuff right off the boat to kill that soda taste. Well, well come in. Hiya, Skid. Lefty. Well, gee, it's swell to see you. I wondered if you could. Huh? Skip it. How long you been in town, Barney? Four days. Couldn't you let me know you were here? Make yourself a drink, Lefty. Yeah. Couldn't you? I... We've been busy with wedding plans. Oh. Make myself a drink, too, Lefty. Yeah. When? Next week. Yeah. You ain't told me if you caught my show yet. Harvey and I caught it Tuesday night. Plastered, wasn't I? Oh, stop it. Yeah, is everybody happy? Well, if it ain't Ted Lewis himself. Yes, sir. Now, when my baby, when my baby smiles at me, oh, smile, buddy. Come on, smile. He's everybody stop happy. It. Lefty, quit. What's the matter? What'd I do? Not a thing, Skid. I, I'm sorry, Skid. That song just, just kind of gets me sometimes, that's all. That's Harvey. Oh, Harvey, come in. Door's unlocked. Hello, Bonnie. Hello, dear. Well, Lefty. Hiya. Harvey, this is Skid Johnson. Oh, how are you, Mr. Johnson? Uh, I'm fine, fine. We certainly enjoyed your show Tuesday night. Well, thanks. I, I guess I wasn't so hot, though. That's what Bonnie said, but you look fine to me. Yeah. Uh, how about a little drink? That sounds good. You know, you're getting a great gal when you get Bonnie, mister. I know it. I hope you appreciate her better than I did. There you are. Thank you. How about you, Bonnie? No, thanks, kid. Oh, why not? No, please. Oh, come on. Come on. Join in the festivities. Come on. Hey, Lefty. Hmm? Lefty, play the wedding march. Skid, please. Play it. Play it, I say. You'd better play it, Lefty. Okay. 
Fast, fast, play fast! Do you take this gal to be a wedded wife? I do, I do. Do you take this man, do you take this man? I do, I do, I do. To love and obey, I do, I do. Till death do you part, till death do you part. Stop it, Skid, We do, stop we it. do, we do. I now pronounce you man and wife, man and wife, man Skid. and wife, man and wife, man and wife. Skid, where are you going? I now pronounce you man and... Yeah, I better go after him. Oh, please do something. He's in bad shape. I didn't hear anything about Skid for weeks. Then I got a telegram from Lefty in Patterson, New Jersey to come at once. I arrived backstage while the show was on and found Lefty in his office looking pretty miserable. I got your wire. What's it about? Skid? Yeah. Bellevue Hospital. Alcoholic ward. Oh, poor guy. Down and out. No job. I, uh... I needed a comic. I'll bet you did. I, uh... I gave him his job back here. He started off fine. Then he got to watching the entrances like he expected you to come in any minute. Yesterday, he took a powder, and we ain't been able to find him since. It's the same old story? Yeah. Uh, how's, how's Harvey? Harvey? Sorry, I missed the wedding. Oh, Harvey's on his ranch in Nevada. Nevada? I... Uh, lefty. Skid. Hello, Lefty. Well... Bonnie? Can't you tell? Bonnie. 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 Oh, don't, don't, darling. Hold me, honey. Let me hold you. Just for a minute. Skid. Skid, you, you've got to pull yourself together. I can't. You've got to go on. I can't. I'm all in. Bonnie, I'm all shot. Yeah, he, he's right, Bonnie. It's too late. He's done for. It's not too late. He's going on stage tonight. I'm going with him. Hear that, Skid? It's a swell house out there. Well, Bonnie, I am shot. I'm done for. That's for you, Skid. It's for us. Come on, smile, honey. I stood in the wings watching him. Skid's brain was foggy, but, but those feet were still educated. For a while, with Bonnie holding him up, he looked fair, just getting by. Then he began to go real bad. Skid was shaking out there, positively shaking. And so was I. Your cue, Skid. By the way. What? By the way. How would you like to marry me? Oh, I'd like to very much. Yeah, but, but your husband, that, that big rancher, would object. You must be wrong, mister. 
I'm not married to any rancher. What do you mean, you're not married to any rancher? I couldn't marry anybody I didn't love, Skid. I'm back with you. Bonnie. Keep dancing. You're doing fine. You mean that you're coming back to me? I am back. And you'll stick? For good. Lady. You wouldn't kid me, would you? I wouldn't kid you, mister. Even if I could. Baby. Hold it, boys, hold it! Is everybody happy? Yeah! Me too, darling. Me too. This is Jimmy Wallington speaking. You have just heard the last act of When My Baby Smiles at Me, and our star, Betty Grable, with our guest screen director, Walter Lang, will be with us in just a moment. Now, here again is tonight's star, Betty Grable. Ladies and gentlemen, six motion pictures is an important part of any actress's career, and for six pictures, I've been fortunate enough to be directed by, well, I call him Uncle Walter. And Uncle Walter is a kind of magician for the screen, full of deep knowledge and marvelous instruction. The creator of such grand films as State Fair and Sitting Pretty. Now, I'd like you to meet him. The director of When My Baby Smiles at Me, Walter Lang. Thank you, Betty. Your old uncle is proud of you. You did a grand job tonight. You know, some people might doubt that there are real troopers left like Bonnie in tonight's story, but they're wrong. I know one. We've done six pictures together, and she's taken it on the chin in plenty of rough spots. Worked and danced when she could hardly stand up, but she never stopped smiling. Her name, Betty Grable. Thanks, honey, and good night, everyone. If you enjoyed that golden age of radio production, be sure to follow The Riley and Kimmy Show. We feature old-time radio shows from time to time. We have archived episodes available right now on our website at RileyandKimmy.com. Some of them have old-time radio episodes on them. Please tell your friends about the Riley and Kimmy show. Help us grow. Our social media links are available on our website at RileyandKimmy.com. That's R-I-L-E-Y and Kimmy, K-I-M-M-Y dot com. If you friend, follow, and like us, we will friend and follow you back. Also, be sure to check out our website, events page, and our social media pages for updates where the Riley and Kimmy show will be appearing next. And we're available for your pop culture event and also those that are animal-based, about pets and animals too. We have a spinoff show called Animal Special. So be sure to tell your friends about us. It's the Riley and Kimmy show, the nerd variety talk show with daily pop culture episodes. The Riley and Kimmy Show. Find archive podcasts of The Riley and Kimmy Show at RileyandKimmy.com. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere 
and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.